0: You're listening to Sales Chat, the latest sales and service insights by SaleLytics. So welcome back to another episode of Sales Chat, a bite-sized production bringing you the latest and greatest insights from sales subject matter experts here at SaleLytics. I'm your interim host, Tessa, Though usually behind the scenes, I'm excited to bring you some interesting insight today, all the same. So today we're discussing the value of LinkedIn and how it contributes to a selling strategy. I can think of no one better than our very own marketing and operations manager, Ashley Lilge. At SaleLytics and since our divestiture, she's been our go-to person for all things LinkedIn and is at the forefront of our corp sales team. So she's the perfect
1: contact for this. How are you doing today, Ashley? I'm doing well, Tessa. That was a great intro. I I hope I can live up to some of that.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that anybody at Zayalytics could confirm that for our audience. But thank you for joining me today.
1: Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So again, Ashley Logie, been with the organization. It'll be 10 years in December. I started actually on the operations side of the house, helping to manage a major telecommunications client for a multitude of years in a few different roles, and then slowly moved my way over to the corporate sales team where our focus was on net new prospecting into client partners that could utilize our services, as well as organic growth within our current partnerships. And then most recently have also stepped into the marketing side as well, more from a systems standpoint and overseeing some of the different types of software that we utilize or if there's a different type of software that maybe we should be taking advantage of in in our area. and just happy to be here.
0: Yeah, Ashley, I feel like you've kind of covered everything like sales, new and existing clients. You are definitely our go-to expert here. So thanks again for joining me today. Why don't you kick off our in-the-know news section?
1: What is happening in sales and marketing? Absolutely. Well, what's happening in sales and marketing right now? A couple different things. Uh, Top of mind, we have trust in the supermarkets fell to a nine-year low, and consumers, they feel ripped off right now. Um, On top of that, Crayola actually extends their content strategy over to Pinterest and TikTok after they saw strong YouTube results. And speaking of TikTok, they also are on gas station screens uh, around the U.S. as part of a GSTV deal. So for folks that are in the Midwest, especially and aware of the quick trips of the world, that's a great place where I tend to fill up my gas tank, catch up on news. Now I can watch a few TikToks there as well. And lastly, only 50%, 15, excuse me, percent of brand assets are truly distinctive. And that study comes from JKR.
0: Wow, there's a lot going on out there. None of it is too surprising, but I'll take you back to your first point. So trust in the supermarket falling, no surprise there. I feel like I spend the most money on groceries. That's like I'm not shopping for things. It's just (laughs) groceries and things that I need. So it's very frustrating.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, very challenging right now.
0: Yeah. And it's something that you need. Like, you can't not buy groceries. So, that's probably, I don't know what the alternative for that is. Like, if you're getting frustrated at the supermarket, where
1: else do you go? Yep, exactly.
0: And then Crayola extending its content strategy to Pinterest. That doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, Crayola is such a visual brand. What they would be able to do with like, all of the colors and their medium. I'm excited to see what kind of
1: content they put out on Pinterest. I feel like Crayola has always been at the forefront of creativity. I feel like those two names are are synonymous with each other, so I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what happens.
0: Yeah, and then next though, the TikTok on the GSTV deal, um, that's a great out-of-home ad placement. Honestly, it's easy for GSTV. They're not having to produce their own content um, mm-hmm. by just putting TikTok on the gas station TVs, I think that just eases their process. So good for them. I like that you called out Quick Trip. It's my favorite gas station as well.
1: (laughs) Mine too. I feel like if you're from the Midwest, it automatically is one of your like top three, if you have to rank a top three in gas stations. Mm -hmm. Uh, But where else can you go for like a burrito, a tank of gas and, (laughs) you know, now TikTok's on the TV. So it's kind of a no brainer.
0: Yeah, just might spend an evening there or something. (laughs) And then lastly, only 15% of brand assets are truly distinctive. I imagine that has something to do with like a lot of the AI tools that are being introduced. I think with the ease of programs, so if, if you think of your Adobe Expresses, if you think of your Canvas, a lot of that stuff is built for you and that's Mm -hmm. why i'm again just not surprised at a lot of this news like i'm not surprised that only 15 percent of brand assets are truly distinctive that just tells me that brands are not you know starting from scratch that they are taking advantage of the software and the tools that are out there so
1: yep i agree i always believe in there's no need to really recreate the wheel all the time sometimes we can just evolve it Mm -hmm. so this is good to see
0: yeah absolutely Now let's get into today's content. So before we get into the value we're seeing on LinkedIn in 2023, I'd like to take us back to the beginning. So after our divestiture from West around 2019 or so, we were standing up a lot of our own systems, including the bones of a marketing strategy. So what was it like to get the buy-in for LinkedIn? I think it was before I was here. So I, I don't remember that process.
1: So the West, which has now been rebranded to Entrato, if you hear that name as well, the divestiture was was really unique because Scott, who is our president at Saillytics here, really wanted the employees to feel part of that change and part of that culture. West had a great culture as well, but it was a larger organization. And we had a really unique offering in the BPO space, unlike just technology or, or SaaS based or anything of the sort. So when we took on our own name, even though we had 30 years of experience, we were basically looked at in the marketplace as a startup. You know, we fell, I jokingly say it, but it's not too far off on page nine of Intrado's website. And we were this small space of information. And now we had to come up with a website and social content and having the creativity and the ability to take these to market and really make it our own. And Scott utilized the voice of all the employees and all the people at all levels in tenure to really get an understanding of what do we want this organization to be? We have the autonomy to really change and, and grow from where we were. We're not under a big corporate umbrella now. We can kind of make some of these social media decisions on our own. So it was very fun to be in these different meetings and different rooms where these conversations were had and ideas were tossed out even down to what our name might be. I really think that the culture came together and the employees banded together to make it what we are today.
0: Yeah, I I remember all of a sudden everybody was not quite used to all the agency that we had so coming from not having any social media at all to maybe LinkedIn could be useful for us. I do remember that was Kind of like a tiptoe process until somebody said hey let's just do it let's do all of them so how has that built up to how
1: do we use it today absolutely so originally it was a lot about getting our our name out there brand recognition who we are we're not brand new we just have a new name a new look a new feel right but we're still providing that dedicated inside sales service and support we're still you know leading our client partners to revenue goals and revenue attainment and new growth. And so we took LinkedIn as a way for us to not only connect with our current partners in the marketplace, but also get our name out there as to who we were and what we can do to support their business and and focus on different goals that they might have, whether it be qualified lead generation, funnel development, all the way through account management and making sure that those ABC accounts are always taken care of, was very unique in a way that we could leverage the LinkedIn platform to utilize it with our case studies and different pieces of information that we could cascade out to our followers to show them what we were capable of doing.
0: Interesting. So why do we focus so much effort on LinkedIn and say not another platform like Instagram or Facebook? Who are we hoping to reach there and why is it the best platform for that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So when I think of Facebook and Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, all those different names that flow in my head, I feel like they have a place in business, but I don't feel that they are the ones that are utilized the most from an authentic connection, building rapport, building conversation, starting platform. The TikToks, you know, we have a great team here that put together several of them a month and they provide great tips and tricks and things within the business but there's really no direct correlation to those in the marketplace that are in need of these services to reach out to us or a direct lifeline to say hey help me out whereas linkedin we're available on there you can message you know you see other folks within the organization sharing the content liking the content you know, just directing it back to the website, you're able to schedule an appointment or chat with us or call in. And that really connects the dots between the professional aspect of the environment and then maybe the more playful, fun, tip, trick side.
0: Yeah, I think that LinkedIn, it's meant for business. That's where you're going to, for for us and for the solutions that we offer, it's just clearly their home for us versus You know, on Instagram, Facebook, it's great to promote our culture and things like that, but we're never going to reach our client partners there. It's just, it's audience that it provides is not like, it's unlike any other. So kind of in that same vein, as like, again, Instagram and Facebook is more culture orientated for us. How does LinkedIn relate to sales? Is it directly,
1: are we using Sales Navigator or what does our strategy look like there? So there's a couple of different things. It depends on your role within the organization, what level you may need. For our corporate sales team, they do utilize uh, the LinkedIn Sales Navigator piece. And a lot of that takes it those layers deeper than you can get on the regular side of the platform of drilling down into who those potential decision makers are or influencers to the decision makers to start having those conversations, or if nothing else, to simply connect with them, to get them within your network, to learn what they're doing, to to take some best practices or to broaden your network as is. I am a firm believer in not performing the Insta pitch, as I call it. And that's where you're sending that connection request and immediately bombarding them with, Content that's all me, me, me centered, and not even knowing if it would be a fit or if they're a right person or if the timing is right. Having that authenticity to connect with folks in the market simply because you want to learn and grow. And when and if the time is right to have those discussions and conversations, that we're here to help.
0: You know, that's a great point. I think that when I get in mail on LinkedIn, It's terrible, but I I don't think I ever respond unless it's something that's like super applicable to me. And the only way you could know that is if like you've connected, I've seen your name on the LinkedIn page before that might pique my interest. So what you're saying is you don't have to be pushy, connect with me to sell attitude. You don't have to have that. Does every post have to be promotional or read as an ad to kind of
1: contribute to the sales strategy? I think ads are definitely important to reach those different target audiences that may not be aware of who we are or what we truly do, and and that has a significant role in getting that brand awareness out there, but from a connection standpoint, it's really being authentic in those requests, and I also believe that not everyone needs to be um, an expert in their craft, and that's where these requests come into play because now you can learn and grow from others that might be in a similar industry or that might have a need for our services and learn more about what their their need consists of, so that we can support that successfully.
0: I think that's one of your strengths, Ashley. I definitely think that more than once, Ashley has asked me to be a fly in the wall in like marketing meetings, especially the creative process ones, just to see, you know, absorb and learn. Um, and it's cool to see that you take that to LinkedIn too. So, say i have an organization that has a LinkedIn page set up and I post regularly from that page. What would be next steps for me to leverage it further?
1: So consistency is key. You you can hear different folks on, on LinkedIn talk about algorithm and, you know, what's trending this week and all of that. And all of that, I'm sure, does play a factor. I try to not pay as much attention to the algorithm as I do having that consistency. And it all goes back to when we first started our own LinkedIn page. And I I think about we sat there and thought what what does our content look like and we even sat there scratching our heads saying what what do these hashtags look like when we do a post how do we do this you know what do we make it so that people will like it or share it or consume the the content that we're putting out there but in actuality it's just being your genuine self within the company and and presenting the organization in that authentic light and i use that word a lot because i think it really separates those that Are truly in it for the right reasons and to provide the right services. And for those that are looking for those likes, shares, comments, engagement, we took it every day. We had something planned to put out on on our LinkedIn site, whether it was a case study, a PDF. It evolved into video. It evolved into sales chat. It evolved into TikTok and cross posting. There's really no right or wrong way to do it. It's just showing your information in a light that resonates with those that either may want to learn more about it or may have a need for it
0: i like your use of the word authentic because i think some of the criticism that we get and some of the you know lack of buy-in ever that we would get would be that you know linkedin if it if it's meant for business it should be very business focused Like, I don't want to share anything personal on my LinkedIn, which is something I think that you and your personal strategy have nailed, is balancing authenticity with like professionalism. I I think we need to get away from that fear of like being too personal on LinkedIn, because people want to know who they're buying from. They want to know who they're working with. And that's why that makes for a successful strategy, is when people are not afraid to blur those lines.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I truly feel that it shows that personal touch to your point where you can get to know somebody and get to know the person that you may be buying from or, you know, the buyer itself. And I think it's so important to get to know different facets of of who they are or peeling back the layer of that onion from that professional level, that one level back to, to say, oh, they have kids. They went here, they did this. Mm-hmm. And it really ties it all together that at the end of the day, we're all just humans trying to support one another. I love that. So we've talked a little
0: bit about what has been done right on LinkedIn, what is good in a LinkedIn strategy, you know, really focusing on that authenticity component. But what should people stop doing on LinkedIn? Has there been anything that you've tried that doesn't register? Or is there anything that you see that you just like,
1: really grinds your gears? Grinds my gears. Um, I think what stands out for me the most would be, you don't have to be the next influencer you don't have to be the next best thing i see a lot of folks on there that they start joining different organizations or or clubs or meetings that say you've got to do x amount of posts over x amount of days and then you'll get this engagement level you can turn this into a monetary piece after that it takes away from those that are truly trying to promote in the right way again you don't have to be the expert you can be that sponge that's consistently learning and still providing maybe those tips and tricks and advice along the way but you don't have to be the next viral influencer of linkedin or any other social platform for that matter to be of exact importance as the next as the next so that that's what i would leave it as is just focusing on what you truly want to accomplish out of the platform and and drive that. For me, you know, I'll use a lot of the office or Michael Scott references in my post because they resonate with how I look at a lot of different things. And I know that that is me being authentic and not just looking from an engagement standpoint.
0: Somehow you manage. That's an office yeah. quote. Things yep. you learned from Michael Scott. Um. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, a lot of really good insight here on how we should be using LinkedIn, how we even started on LinkedIn from the very beginning. Thank you, Ashley. Is there anything else that you'd like to include in this
1: episode? Well, I just really appreciate how our marketing team took it from zero to 60 overnight, right? Taking it from that divestiture of not having a social presence to all of a sudden we have all the social presences and really working this on a daily level to bring that knowledge and awareness out to those that that may have a need for it. So thank you for the creative effort behind that. Thank you for continuing to evolve everything from the written content that we've done into the video production, the TikTok production, the Instagram production, the recruitment efforts on Facebooks and and so on. So really, truly appreciate the, the creative aspect behind all that and everything the team is doing to accomplish that goal.
0: Well, thank you, Ashley. Like you said, we're still learning every day, but it's really nice to hear some of that feedback. So thank you so much. I really think that this episode and a lot of your insight will help people in sales. It's easy to implement for the return that you could potentially get on LinkedIn, especially if you're currently a passive user. Just start posting. And like you said, just keep being consistent. And to our listeners, this is your sign to get off of that lurker status, become active, post, engage in content. With that, you'll have indirect results that you wouldn't have otherwise. It just takes a little patience. Follow along as we share more industry trends, insight on our custom solutions, and even some career guidance. Find us on our social media channels or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And until next time, thank you for tuning into Sales Chat.